0: From Joburg, South Africa. This is the Get Up on Trans Africa Radio. Coming at you straight out of Botswana, it is Young Black with a song titled Nati" featuring Chrome Epic MMP Family. Absolutely a big, big jammer right now in the land of Botswana. It is doing absolutely the most. You are tuned into Trans Africa Radio you the station of the gods The only station in the whole wide world That plays you nothing but 110% African music Now uh, in studio I have two gentlemen with me As promised I did promise you guys a great interview With the chance from Witness And I have Adebayo and uh, Sam in the studio Good evening, good morning gentlemen Ooh, Where am I? <laughs> good morning How are you guys doing? Awesome yeah. ah, That's great That's great Now I've got uh, Sam uh, Sam Gregory Who is uh, who is an award winning Technologist Media maker And advocate He is the program director Of witness.org And Adebayo Who is a human rights lawyer With over a decade's experience Working around the issues Of socioeconomic rights Environmental justice And international crime Accountability So uh, please just Just give me a brief uh, Background on yourselves Let's start with uh, With you How did you Join the witness uh, Family
1: so I've spent uh, 20 years doing this kind of work, and I came to it as a frustrated TV producer. Oh, okay. Who wondered what happened when you shot a video and you had no idea what happened with it. So, mm. uh, at Witness, we're really focused on how do you help people who take out their cell phones to make sure those videos make a difference. Mm, mm, um, mm, and mm. then most recently, we've started to worry about uh, all the fake videos that are out there how do we make sure that you can discern what's trustworthy and what's not yes That's what i spend all my time
0: on that. oh nice nice so how do you how do you how do you check whether a video is fake or not because i know in the recent xenophobic attacks in south africa a lot of fake videos were spread and it created outrage for all the wrong things so how do you gauge what is real what is not how do you do that so um, there's some simple things you can do. Most, most videos that are fake
1: are not complicated. They're not done with artificial intelligence or mm. like super clever editing or manipulation. First thing you should do is just check if it's actually the video it claims to be. So mm. uh, people use uh, reverse photo search. So just take some fl- frames from the video and mm. see if it's actually the video it claims to be rather than a video from last year or another place. Um, so that's the first thing you should always do is check and see if the video is actually what it says it is. Okay. Um, And there are tools online that can help you. There's one called uh, um, um, Citizen Evidence and another one called Invid and easy tools that people can use.
0: Oh, that is nice.
2: Maybe just to contextualize that um, is to say that uh, when you said that there were fake videos, sometimes it's not necessarily that they were fake videos, but they were miscontextualized videos in in the sense that those videos did uh, uh, capture incidents that happened at some point in South Africa. Mm. But when they were being disseminated, they were being disseminated to misinform people because yes. that was not reflective of what was going on at that at that point in time yes. so there's also that issue where videos sometimes may not necessarily be fake but
0: it's miscontextualized yes. or mischaracterized the context is absolutely wrong
2: this to being um, regarded as
0: misinformation or disinformation yes yeah. now moving through to you adibayo how did you join the witness family what what, what, what attracted you to this
2: oh uh, well witness is an amazing organization and mm-hmm. um, I think I gravitated towards witness eventually um, because my own work, even though I'm a lawyer, it has a lot to do with um, video as evidence. And um, incidentally, I started doing my PhD in 2016, 2015 mm-hmm. at the Centre for Human Rights at the University of Pretoria and what I focused on at the time was how to advance accountability for mass atrocities using citizen media mm. and that is essentially a huge part of what the work Witness does focuses on and um, of course down the line I actually just joined Witness this year and mm. down the line I think our paths were meant to cross at some point so
0: Most definitely, yeah,
2: it did happen and I'm now working as the Head of Programs for Africa Okay, so oh nice a lot to work to do
0: that yeah it sounds like a lot of work it eh? <laughs> sounds like a huge load so now say I, for example i'm a citizen and i witness something that is happening that is absolutely wrong that is against human rights and i take a video of it what do i do with that video
1: so f- first thing you should do is work on how you're going to take the video as well and we spend a lot of time helping people think about a few things first you know um can you take the video safely or are you going to endanger people so mm-hmm. first you know um second thing is can you make sure it's trustworthy so Mm. you know a lot of the time people say well you didn't shoot that video in that time and place so are you doing simple things like showing the road sign or you know turning to show the whole context yes um and then the third thing we say is work out how you're going to share it um because sometimes if you share it straight away on social media, you know, it brings risk to you, um, it gets challenged immediately as lies, and sometimes it's smarter to share it with a human rights group or a community group. Mm. So we always say to people, look at the security, make sure it's trustworthy, and then share it carefully. Yes. Um, so so it's it's
0: about how you film it but it's also about how you share it. Yeah, most definitely. The one thing I've learned about social media is that uh, everybody the li- lies more entertaining so nobody believes the truth these days. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys differentiate or try and push the narrative that this is the truth and this is a lie? How do you maneuver on that? It's a difficult question, um, and there's no straight answer. There's no
2: one single answer to that. Mm. Um, we're trying to encourage people to be quite um, critical of what they see, but at the same time, um, you know, carry out active verification. So d- not just double-check, but maybe triple-check as many times as you can. Um, it's better not to retweet or reshare that piece of information if you're not sure it, it's authentic. Yes. Um, and rather carry out layers and layers of verification processes and there are simple things you could do. It's not everything that you see that is false because, again, we have to be careful not to allow um, the error of fake news to make us disbelieve some news that is true, that is true. and yeah. situations that are very critical where people are risking their lives to capture evidence of mass atrocities or any form of human rights violation. Because mm. if we become also overly critical, it will feed into the you know the agenda of many repressive governments that are already calling out these videos as being fake because that's the go-to excuse for many governments when they are caught on camera doing things that are not um, justifiable. They would say, oh, no, it's not true. It's, it's fake news. Whereas in some instances, it actually is true. Yes. But um, yes, perform acts of verification, but not also... Discard everything as um, totally being false. Mm, mm, mm.
0: That is a simple truth. Accept all testimony, but believe all all proof. Correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. Good phrase. I like that. (laughs) Okay, so what Witness does is they identify critical situations and teach those affected by them uh, the basics of video production, safe and ethical filming techniques, and advocacy strategies. Now we're going to be talking all things uh, all things Witness when we come back uh, from the music interval in the next uh, few minutes. I saw you standing Definitely made in Africa that is Trans Africa Radio that's where you're tuned in right now with myself TY aka Brother Broadway you guys have dubbed me for the Gospel hour but the Gospel hour is done so I'm officially back to being Abuti Broadway I hope you guys are having an amazing morning The time right now is 20 minutes after the hour 7am Central African time Don't forget if you want to get in touch with us The WhatsApp line is simply Plus 27792544329 That's plus 27792544329 In studio I'm with two gentlemen That are doing absolutely amazing work I'm absolutely impressed with what they're doing Um, I think it's long overdue It's been coming and the way it's being done, I'm happy to find out that there's such initiatives all across the world. Now, I'm with uh, Sam Gregory and Adebayo from witness.org. Now, I understand you chanced at an event yesterday. Yeah, indeed. please fill me in.
1: So, um, for the past 18 months, witness has been looking at this new, uh, quite scary phenomenon, something called deepfakes. And fakes are new. fakes. Yeah, deepfakes. It's uh, basically a phrase to describe ways in which you can make someone look like they said or did something they never did Mm. using new forms of artificial intelligence and um, it's quite a scary prospect Mm -hmm. because no one wants to have a video made of them or a soundtrack made which makes them say or do something they didn't Um, but it's not yet widespread certainly not here in, in the African continent and so what we wanted to do was bring together people to really talk about how do we prepare for this Mm. How do we understand the technologies and how do we make sure there are African voices pushing for the right solutions?
0: Yes, that is absolutely beautiful. So in terms of um, pushing this deepfakes uh, movement, is it just going to be based in Africa or is it globally? I'm guessing it's going to be globally.
2: Yes, definitely. Um, Sam is the one leading witnesses' efforts around that globally, but we're also collecting voices from other parts of the world, especially from the global south, you know, um, A couple of months ago, we had also a similar convening in in Brazil, and there'll be a follow-up later on, early 2020, in Malaysia. And um, we are doing this because we feel that all these other parts of the world that usually are not necessarily... um, Taken into consideration when solutions are being crafted um, are needed to be brought on board when witnesses looking at this going forward as being a, a solution that needs to reflect every of the possible realities in these different countries and
0: the global south. Most definitely, man. Uh, Nassim, from 2010 to 2018, you taught at the Harvard Kennedy School on participatory media and human rights. Am I correct? Yes. So what, what would you say is the one lesson we, as, as the listener, as, as if I'm sitting at home and I'm listening, what should, I, what should I know about this? What's the one key thing I should take away from, um, from this interview about human rights and participatory media?
1: So, um, the world is full of video, right? We all shoot it. Yes. So, as when you make a decision to, to create and share something, you've got to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. You've got to think about your security and the security of other people. You've got to work out what you're actually trying to do with it. Uh, too often, we see people putting PC media out in the world. They film something and then... Uh, they face backlash or risk, or yes. well, they put it out and they hope that something happens and nothing happens. Mm. And that's the worst feeling possible, Yes, like just witness something terrible. And so all of witnesses' work and all the work I do in teaching is really how do we be smart about using video? It's not rare, right? We can all do it. Mm. We all take out our cell phones and film. Uh, so how do we make sure that when someone sees something critical uh, and they're trying to expose injustice, that when they take out their camera, they first of all are safer than as safe as possible yes like, it can't be safe right always with these things but it's yeah. as safe as possible and that then they're smart about how to use it whether they want to use it as evidence whether they want to use it to get their community organized mm. or whether they're really just trying to make a big splash in the media with it all
0: oh. right
2: this, this is transafrica, is Trans-Africa, Trans-Africa radio
0: Africa radio Made in Africa. Um, Adebayo, you are the the, 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 um, the program manager for Africa. Mm. Now, what, what sort of challenges would you say you're facing right now in terms of uh, mobilizing and managing the African continent? Well,
2: um, that's a question that we could sit all day to discuss, you know. I'll uh, take it. <laughs>
0: <Wow. laughs>
2: Everybody should stay locked on. no lunch <laughs> for you guys. And just stay locked on. Anyway, but um, I think a number of challenges, but if I were to just think of a few, it would be to say, first of all, we, we at the moment have a challenge with the governments of Africa, you know, the leaders of Africa who mm. are always trying to suppress um, activism and the voices of activists. Mm. And one of the ways that that's been done is either through legislation mm. or through just um, sending out the, the police forces to brutalize people who try to either protest or to document cases of um, human rights violations. Yes, yes. We've seen how, when even when people are witnesses to human rights violations and atrocities, whenever they pick out their phone to record that moment, we find there's a retaliation from police officers Mm. who go on, even in cases, we've had cases in South Africa, Nigeria, Kenya, where the police officers will go on to arrest somebody who is recording another violation Mm. simply because they whipped out their phone to record. And that's not just on... um, a violation of human rights, but it's also a violation of international standards because it's a right to record. But the other issues would also be, you know, things like internet shutdowns where governments also are passing legislations that allow and enable them to, to, to shut down the internet to ensure that there's no... Publicity of some of the atrocities that are going on in their country. We've seen that in Cameroon. We see that Nigeria yes. is moving towards that as well to pass some legislation around internet shutdown and things like that. It's a method that is employed, um, deployed by these governments to just suppress yes.
0: freedom of expression. So, and so internet shutdowns are in their, in the, in the, it's in the, um, the legislation. So, some of the countries in Africa are trying to push for that to be part of the legislation
2: to allow them. They will, they will veil it under the context of national security that they want to shut down the internet. But we've seen it happen in Ethiopia, we've seen it happen in in Zimbabwe, we've Mm. we've seen it happen in Cameroon. And when this does occur, it impacts the ability of civilians to be able to, you know, showcase or document and
0: share what they are witnesses to so that the world could take a a stand I mean, from my point of view, I've seen the the, the bad side of that because a lot of fake news gets spread and then things um, immaturely get... uh, Heated, you know what I mean If I'm use the term So is is, is, is the, I know it's not a good thing But is it really as bad As it sounds If they have an internet Shutdown in a country During a crisis It is bad
2: Yeah I, I'll,
1: I one, one thought on it is News still spreads When you have an internet Shutdown But you don't have ways Of finding Additional information, right? Because people talk to each other during yes. the shutdown, so rumors still spread, information still spreads, and 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 you don't have the ability to try and debunk stuff effectively. So mm. you know, and I think one of the things that Bio has been part of in. in here on the continent is really thinking, how do we build skills so more people can verify footage? Mm. And so we need many more people in the media, but also ordinary people to know, even those simple things we were talking about, like, you know, how do you just check whether this image is is a real thing? And of course, if you shut down the internet, you also prevent the ability for citizens to talk to each other to share what they're understanding. And you push the control back to the mainstream media, fingers crossed they're going to tell the right things and they're going to explain Hopefully. it but I, I wouldn't trust that in every country that yes. trusts trust the mainstream media to tell us what's true and false
0: yeah so in terms of in terms of mainstream media do you guys also work with the mainstream media to make sure to verify what they're saying because I've, I've seen a few things from the media from certain countries and i'm like yeah this looks dodgy i don't trust it so are you guys also working with the mainstream media to, so that they can also fact check their videos
1: so we 're definitely part of the sort of this field that's trying to build a better practice about it. We don't tend to do individual fact checks on media mm. but at this expert meeting we had yesterday we had people from fact checking and mainstream media because it's critical they have the skills to deal with these new fakes. Yes. Because they're going to be the ones who hopefully are going to do a really ethical, effective job of telling their viewers and their listeners, Hey, this deep fake, it looks like it's real. It looks Mm. like, you know, someone is saying something, but we're going to explain why it's not and how you can find a source or an alternative explanation. So, so yeah, we, we tend to be trying to support good mainstream media to be better at these tasks mm. um, and making sure that the alternatives, all these citizen journalists and civilian journalists have the skills to, yeah. to provide the alternative voice when the mainstream media can't be counted
0: on yes, as yes, in so many yes, countries around
2: yes. the world. Mm. And of course, also from the experts meeting from yesterday, we, we also came to the realisation that um, in many countries in Africa, people still find radio for instance, to be a very reliable source for news. Yes. So it's it's a, a, a thing of responsibility and accountability on the part of Mainstream media and traditional media to ensure that what they are communicating is the the truth. The truth. And um, they also, if they are not certain, there's always this kind of toss or competition between mainstream and and um, new media to break the news. Mm. And um, I think traditional media needs to own the responsibility of breaking the right kind of news. If they're not certain that is authentic, then yes. they should
0: hold out. It should not be for the like for the likes or for the clicks that we should push out, that, push out that, this information. That, that, that becomes tricky though because by the time you verify it. It's already old news on social Good media point. though. <laughs> Good point. You know, so it gets it gets a bit tricky. So I can understand why citizens journalists will just report things that are not true, that are false, because they are ch- trying to keep up. Mm. And it's very tricky. Very, very tricky. Alright, let's get back into the music right now, taking you all the way to the land of Nigeria with Capsule featuring Feli Poopa with a song called Feeling Alright. And that is Major Lazer feature, And uh, DJ Ma Porreza Featuring Pataran King And uh, A song titled Particular Very amazing song there. Uh, It's one of my favorite songs To ever come out of the African continent And I'm not lying No cap I am not joking Simply because uh, I feel like And you know in the song What happens is uh, Nasty C wrote one of the best verses I've ever heard in a very very long time And then Nasty C just comes in uh, I mean uh, sorry um, Jai Dina just comes in And mumbles And he has the best verse in the whole song Imagine Can you imagine? Anyway, in studio right now, I have two gentlemen uh, with me in studio from uh, Witness.org. And we're almost about to wrap up the interview. It is uh, 10 minutes till the hour, 8 a.m. So we have to to hand over to the king of the morning. But for now, we are still going on with our interview. And gents, um, I want to talk about AI right right about now. Um, Where do you guys think AI is going? What is the direction of AI?
1: So... um one perspective on all the work we do is AI is being used to work out what videos we see and, mm-hmm. um, and is used to make these deep fakes. And the thing that we are noticing is that um, ordinary people don't know the, how those decisions are being made. Yes, uh, They don't know how YouTube, say, chooses which videos we see. Mm, uh, yeah. And if they share a video of, say, police violence, they don't know why Facebook or YouTube takes it down. And often it's the AI kicking in there. And so we need to really make sure we know when AI is being used and that mm. know that the machine doesn't get to make the decisions that um, really make a difference for how we get to talk about things happening in our society. So that's, that's one dimension of AI is the AI that basically makes the decisions on our social media feeds and makes the decisions on this really mm. critical stuff that people we work with film.
0: A very interesting conversation was had um, In regards to the, the American uh, elections right now And it uh, was Mark Zuckerberg who had the conversation And they were like You, you take down everything that has, uh, that has to do with uh, Anything violent or anything that is False information But what about uh, when politics are spreading uh, Political parties are spreading wrong information Do you take that down as well? And he said no But why?
1: Yeah, it's, it's this weird exception, right? Like, if it's a politician saying it, um, you know, it's it's, it's okay. free speech we need to hear. Or if it's a political ad, and and I think people are pushing back on on that, mm. like, particularly if you apply that globally, right? Like, yes. uh, you know, I don't think we can trust politicians not to lie. Um, and not to use social media really effectively to share information mm. um, you know and going back to the deep fake stuff, you know let 's watch for the first instance that a politician really uses a deep fake and claims someone said something they didn't do or didn't say um, and then let 's make sure
0: the platforms treat that as as, yes. as false
1: information that need, people need to be told about.
0: Mm. Um, okay, now Adebayo, you are the um, the lab manager at the University of Pretoria, a uh, hub of the Digital Verification Corps Project. It's a collaboration uh, between Amnesty International and six universities. What do you guys do there? So I used to be the lab manager there. You um, used to be? I used to be up oh. until like two months ago.
2: Retiring oh, um, at such a young age. <laughs> <laughs> wow, such shade. <laughs> but yeah, um, but it's an important project that um, I would definitely always um, love to recommend to people who are in any of these six partner universities to be a part of and it's a partnership between the University of Pretoria Cambridge, Hong Kong um, Essex and um, University of Toronto and University mm. of Berkeley in California so nice. and the, the aim is what, what Amnesty International was trying to accomplish goes back into this whole issue of countering um, misinformation on mm. the internet but more essentially to use the kind of documentation that's found online verify that kind of information and push Mm. for accountability so if you find a video that has been recorded by a civilian for instance about some atrocity how that is extracted from the internet and then verification is carried out and if it's found to be authentic pressure is then mounted on the responsible perpetrator or the government Mm. to demand accountability and that has you know seen a lot of success actually the the digital verification core project has been put up for a nomination for an award in in the uk right now and um that just goes to underscore the value of the work that's been done we've contributed to research in Mm. areas such as
0: syria cameroon um saudi arabia and other places like that congratulations on that award nomination yeah well deserved well deserved (laughs) all right gentlemen thank you very much for coming through any parting shots from your side no thanks for having us on I
2: would just say that um for all those listening whenever you're a witness to any sort of human rights violation please try and document it as long as you can stay safe as well and uh, make sure that um, truth is shared as many times as possible mm. and that um, human rights violations do not go undocumented yes yeah most and definitely
0: of course you know we share how to do that on witness.org so yes look for resources all if you if you want to look out for all there. If, yeah. you want, if you want to get in touch if you want to know how, any more information if you want to know anything else about this witness.org that's just simply witness.org it is global, it is international, so do hit them up and then uh, they will give you all the information that you need to know on their website. Alright, but for now let's get back into the music. Here's a one a new one from French Montana featuring uh, post Malone, B and Russian. It's called Writing on the Wall. From the block, never sniping on the ass like Somali. <laughs> 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 Hello, 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 my beautiful listeners! It is, it it is your, your favorite, favorite. Ursula. If you want to get up, get up, get up, get, get up! If you want to get up on the right side of the bed every day, then join me Mondays to Friday from five to eight for the get up, the get up, for the get up, the get up with Ursula. Make sure you stay tuned for a kick-ass start to your day on
1: TransAfrica Radio, One Voice. One-